1: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom!
3: If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough...
4: In the air everywhere. We are back at it again on a Sunday, 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 another edition as the wild card weekend continues in the NFL of the fifth hour with Ben Mather, eight days a week. We do it five days a week on the overnight show. And, of course, joined, as always, by Danny G Radio, who's back after surviving his workers' comp, Uh, your claim. And uh, he's back on a Sunday. So this is all about listener email uh, and, and posting Danny. So let's not dilly dally. Let's not waste any time. Are you mentally prepared to answer the big giant bag of mail that we get every week on Facebook and the, and the mailbag, the email bag.
3: I have an ice pack on my nose and I'm ready
4: to go. All right. You got, you got to put on your, your bullet proof vest you've got to put on your uh, your breathing apparatus as well the whole the whole shebang all right here we go very exciting in the bag and we thank you all who have been loyal minions and i know considering how many people download the podcast it's a very small percentage who actually send questions in but we do thank you And we, as I said last week, we're always looking for new people to join the fun, right? Always interact with us and and whatnot. So feel free. There's plenty of ways you can submit a question to the Fifth Hour Mailbag. Usually on Tuesday, I will post in the morning. And you can just on the Facebook page, which is Ben Maller Show. And you can post something on there. Or you can send it via email to real fifth hour at gmail.com real fifth hour at f i f t h real fifth real hour at gmail.com thanks to ohio al who got us started on that and you can also if you want to send a question Danny, i'm sure on twitter if people want to send you questions you'd be open to, to receiving them there as well right
3: yeah i get a lot of ben maller related material sent to my twitter at danny g radio
4: Yeah, so there's plenty of ways you can reach out to us, and we do thank you for doing that. So uh, where do we begin? You've got mail. we do have mail. Kansas writes in, Kevin, a loyal minion of the Fifth Hour podcast. What up, Kev? And it's many different variations over the the years. Uh, Kevin says, uh, Dear Ben and Danny G, when you were both in high school, do you wish you had all the technology students have today – or are there throwback elements you wish we'd still use today? Uh, signed, uh, Kevin, there in Kansas. Well, not, not to get romantic, but, you know, I think I'm a product of how I grew up. I'm a product of having to cheat the old-fashioned way and not having Wikipedia, having to go get cliff notes or find other nefarious means to uh, find the answers to the test. And uh, so... Yeah. I, I don't know how the kids do it today. It's great. You're in, you're in classrooms, Danny, you're, you're around kids and whatnot, but no, I like the, I like the way I grew up and, uh, you know, looking back, it's, it's crazy. It's like the stone age. And you know, 20 years from now, it'll also today will be like the stone age. It's crazy how that works.
3: No, you're right. PE teachers even tell the kids today, bring your Chromebooks and your headphones
4: Oh, I know the Chrome. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, the, the kids live and die by their Chromebooks. Very interesting compared to what we were doing. Now, we had computer labs,
4: obviously. Yes, we- yes, yes. Remember, it was like once a week or twice a week, you, you got to go into the computer lab. It was like a big yeah. deal. And they had these archaic games, they they're educational games that they would allow you to play. And and looking back, they were like the worst games imaginable. Video games were starting to get a
3: little bit better when you and I were in high school, when we were little kids. Oh my God! I mean, talk about stick figure graphics (laughs) and basic computer programs. So high high school, it was CD decks that came out. In our radio station, were nice. They had a nice mixing board inside the high school radio station. So the equipment was improving. But the human interaction was very much analog. Instead of being on social media and getting requests and dedications, those things were handed to me on paper. You had to yeah. hand that personally to the DJ.
4: Well, remember, we used to do the fax of the day. The, you, know, you know, that was like whoever you know, would send yeah. faxes in, it was like that was a big deal. And uh, oh, yeah.
3: A lot of the contesting on radio stations in the 90s was done through
4: fax machines. Even in high school, we had, did you have type? I learned to type on a typewriter. No, I did not. I guess you're you're a little younger than me, but we we had typewriter class to learn how to type. And they did have, they had shop where you actually use saws. Do they still do that? (laughs) That's a great question
3: because I did have wood shop and uh, I had ROP electronics and I had ROP wood shop my last year of high school, which was great. I mean, we used the lathe and we made baseball bats and stuff. Yeah, like and, that. Uh, and your
4: teacher would show you like he cut off his pinky or something yes. like that. And, you know, you don't know, be careful. And I wonder, I don't know. I don't think they do that anymore. I bet they don't. I bet they got rid of that
3: because of, I mean, we had all the famous kickback stories too, where you'd be using the table saw. If it went in crooked, it would kick back. And yeah, always warn you. Cause that piece of wood would go right through your stomach.
4: Now just to answer Kevin further I think I would be a much better student today because I was a, I was a master at, at you know having a little bit of an advantage from time to time um, there's so many there's like 10,000 different ways to push the rules push the boundaries right gamesmanship uh, with with the technology today and yeah I mean jeez but I I I like the way I uh, I grew up the you know that's that was what I knew at the time and I can only imagine what the world's going to be like years and years from now. Fred from Spring, Texas, uh, writes in. He says, you always say that you are at the bottom of the totem pole at Fox Bay because you do overnights. Is this really true? He says, your longevity at the network seems to make this claim suspect. What really is your status? Well, no, Fred, it's more of a uh, a, a way that radio works. I am... Doing the overnight show, we are on more affiliates than Colin Cowherd, who's the star of Fox Sports Radio, Dan Patrick. But we're on in the middle of the night. And so there are fewer people that listen to the radio in the middle of the night in the way that advertising works. There's, there's really two different radio stations, uh, Fred. The way that it works, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, that is the most important part of a radio station. Uh, that is the part of the radio station uh, where, cash, homie. yeah, I mean, it is uh, you're, you're making your money and that's where the big advertisers are. And, you know, it's that kind of thing. And
3: like day rates, that's like paying for a hotel on a Friday or a Saturday night.
4: Exactly. And, and then there's radio from 6 PM.
3: Yeah. To like 6 AM. Ho- like a hotel on a Tuesday night.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's a hotel. There's a lot of vacancies, a lot of vacancies. And, and that's just the way the radio uh, works. Now, I, I personally think radio, I'm a little biased. I think radio is better at night than it is during the day. I think it's more, you know, radio is a very personal communication. I think when you're listening at night, you're by yourself, you're lonely. Uh, to me, that's a better experience than during the day. But I'm biased, obviously, because I've done mostly nights and overnights uh and i think you can be more of a clown you know you can really, really just you know, goof around more at night and the bosses aren't around and you can kind of let your hair down a little bit and uh, but but the, the reason fred i say that is 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 basically based on the the advertising and you know like i said 6 a.m to 6 p.m is one radio station and 6 p.m to 6 a.m and part of the reason is we, we're on uh, Danny, you know, the night shows, uh, all of the, the night weekend programming is, is cleared because a lot of local radio stations, unfortunately, and I wish this was not the case, even though I do syndicated radio, I wish there was more local radio, but a lot of radio stations to save money, just, you know, they turn it on Fox sports radio. So yeah. we benefit from that, but you know, it's give and take, it's give and take. So. Uh, Anyway, thanks for that, Fred, in uh, Spring, Texas. Now, uh, Ozzy Momentum says, Hey, Ben and Danny G, I have recently made the decision to shave my head. Uh, This relates to what we talked about yesterday. Yeah. Uh, He says, as the genetic lottery has deemed it appropriate to do so. So, as a fellow. Follically challenged individual. How dare you, Ozzy Momentum? <laughs> uh, he says, I was wondering if you can provide any tips or things I should know aside from wear a hat all the time. Cheers, Ozzy Momentum. Well, I have really nothing to add. I mean, maybe Danny, you know something you can add here, but I, I just talked about this yesterday, Ozzy Momentum. I just last week, my, uh, my bride convinced me to trim my hair down to a one, which is hardly anything. I'm you know, like on my way to baldom. Uh, but, but no, I, I don't know. I mean, any other tips, Danny, that you can give somebody who my, my buddy from elementary school is bald. He, he has to shave his head like every morning though. It's like a whole, it's a whole to do. Cause you, once you shave your head fully, right. I think the rules are, you don't want to, you know, just have a little stubble cause it doesn't look good. Right.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's a whole nother thing to keep up. And let's be honest. Some of us have beards because, We hate all that crazy maintenance, although you still have to shave around the beard. But yeah, I mean, I have a friend from uh, middle school who posted on uh, Facebook recently because he shaved his head and there were some comments with people making jokes and laughing. His reply was Michael Jordan holding a trophy. I loved it. That's good. Yeah, Yeah. I would do too, man. Michael Jordan made it one of the best hairstyles.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's each their own. I mean, I don't, I didn't have a problem with my hair, but uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like you, you get older. And as Aussie momentum said, the genetic lottery, you have no control over that, right? That's uh, that's uh, your DNA. And what your parents and your grandparents and everyone before you, what they gave you and, you're, you're supposed to deal with the the cards you're dealt, right? Play play with the cards you're dealt. I think that's how uh, that goes. All right, who is next? Here it's the mailbag. These are actual questions by actual listeners to the show. I got mail! Yay! Uh, I got mail! Uh, Yay! Very, very exciting. Pierre from Springfield, Mass, home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, where you can see Muffet McGraw and a bunch of other like Russian coaches and players you've never heard of. Uh, anyway, Pierre says, Ben uh, and Danny G uh, He says, Ben, which happens first? This is for me. He says, you eat a pickle or you drink a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say that's a great question, Pierre. Uh, I, I would go out and claim. I, I mean, I think the claim would be the pickle would probably be more likely than a cup of coffee. Because I think the coffee thing is cooler to talk about. Like, nobody cares that I haven't eaten a pickle. Like, I've smelled pickles, but, like, I could, I could, you know, I go eat a pastrami sandwich. They give you pickles. You know, you go to Cantor's in L.A. or, or uh, Langer's Deli, they give you a pickle. So I could eat a pickle. I could take a bite of a pickle. I don't like the texture. Though. I don't like the the way it feels, the sliminess of the thing. I don't like that. But I would be more inclined to do that than have, uh, a cup of coffee. And then he says for Danny G, he says, important question from Pierre. He says, thumbs up or thumbs down on pickles. What is your pickle position, Danny G? See, I
3: like pickles, but I don't like those sweet ones. And you don't really know what I'm talking about, Ben. I don't.
4: I do not know what you're talking about. I have no I have know pickle pickles. knowledge.
3: Yeah, they have these bread and butter pickles. There's the classic pickle Um, the pickle they serve with lunch sandwiches is, is good though, Ben, if it's a crunchy pickle and it snaps, that's a good pickle to have with lunch.
4: supposed to snap like a hot dog, you know, a good hot dog snaps a little bit. Well, I think in this
3: case it would snap more like a carrot stick. Those pickles are delicious when they're thinly sliced and placed on a hamburger, like a Wendy's burger. That's also
4: delicious. So there's different layers to the the pickle now. Pierre famously sent a massive box of pickle related products to Fox Sports Radio cuz cuz Eddie hates pickles. And I'm anti-pickle. So he sent like pickle potato chips, pickle beverages, like every huh. P- Pierre is an amazing fan of the pickle. In fact, I think Pierre is behind. He's trying to set me up to throw out the first pitch at a minor league game in Portland, Oregon, the Portland Pickles uh, minor league team. But and isn't that kind of an odd thing to be obsessed with? It kind of is. And
3: that classic I was thinking about, that's the dill. And then the sweet pickles are those bread and butter. Don't get confused because sometimes in the store, in that aisle, you'll just grab some pickles for your lunch sandwiches And then you put them in and, or you taste one before you make your sandwich and it's sweet. And you're like, what the hell did I buy? And then you look and it says bread and butter on, on it. And you're like, damn it. I wanted the dill.
4: Totally foreign to me. I had no idea there were this many types of pickles. I had no concept of this. This is blowing me away. The only pickles I've really consistently seen are when I go to delis and I get a pastrami sandwich or a roast, whatever it might be, corned beef. And they put, they put the pickle out there, and I, I never eat them. I smell them occasionally, but I don't eat them. I, that's the only pickle I've ever seen. I've never seen a different pickle.
3: Have you ever been to a county fair, and you see a woman holding one of those huge fried pickles?
4: I have seen that, yeah, because everything's deep fried. What kind is that pickle? That's the bad kind?
3: Uh, I'm not sure what's under that breading, because I would never eat a fried pickle.
4: See, that- I would. I would eat a fried pickle. because. It's fried, man. Come on. Everything fried tastes good. There's it's Homer Simpson taught me that. If it's fried, it's it's good. (laughs) No?
3: No, I don't know about a fried pickle. And then there's also an old myth about women not supposed to be eating a lot of pickles. Have you ever heard that?
4: Uh why maybe I have, but refresh my memory. Why should they not eat a lot of pickles? What is the supposedly pickles do not mix
3: well? With a woman's uh, chemical balance, the uh, cycle, if you will, uh, yeah, something to that effect. And I don't know uh, if that's true, but that's an old wives' tale. Uh, I've never, never. So, heard if that you I've see heard. a woman eating tons of pickles, I remember hearing that story as a kid, and I'd be like, "Oh, why is she eating so many
4: pickles?" Wow! All right, who knew? You, you live and learn.
5: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: All right, who is next here? All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Yeah, we're doing the mail call. Uh, This next one's from Barry in Nashville. Uh, Now, Danny, you can't see this, but he has sent a box of Pop-Tarts and they, they they claim to be ranch dressing flavored. He says, Yo-Yo uh, Ma Benny and Danny G, this is not a real product, but I know how much you love ranch dressing. So I had to send this to you. It uh, looks yummy unless it doesn't. How many boxes should we send? Do you want a ranch dressing Pop-Tart if you can actually find one? Would you, uh, would you eat that, Danny? Would you partake in the devil's blood in the Pop-Tart format?
3: That does not sound tasty to me. I love ranch on a good salad. I love dipping pizza in ranch. I love ranch for chicken nuggets. Oh, man. Ben, a good nugget with ranch. There's nothing like it, Ben. It's blasphemy. You you go barbecue, ranch, honey mustard, barbecue, ranch, honey mustard, and you rotate with those dips.
4: You stay away or else. That's it. Boy, look at you're really testing the boundaries here. You're wearing a Lakers shirt and you've got, I mean, then you love the ranch dressing. I mean, okay, wait. Come on, man. What are you doing over here? You know, I mean, well, come on? Don't be that guy. You're not that guy. You're pal. not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Man. Hashtag winning. Yeah. Okay. How's Russell Westbrook working out for you? Is that how are your Clippers doing? Uh, they're fine. They're about the same record as the Lakers. I don't have anybody. Oh, that's a great accomplishment. Yeah. Well, supposedly, I mean, like, I love, I love
3: your boy, Brian Fenley, by the way, when I was working at the network last weekend, yeah. Brian was like, as a Clippers fan, I love seeing the Lakers struggling. And he was going on this whole diatribe about how bad the Lakers were. Yeah. I, I turned my microphone on and I'm like, Hey, Brian, uh, look at the West right now. And he looked for a second. I'm like, yeah,
4: same record, buddy. Well, but that's more embarrassing for the Lakers than it is the Clippers. Kawhi hasn't played a game. No, you, guys are, you guys are superior, according to you, though. Well, they do own L.A. The Clippers run L.A. Sure, yeah, sure that, they uh, do. Uh, clearly. And uh, clearly. That's why all you uh, Laker historians are upset about the Clippers. Well, so. I heard
3: the Lakers were so old that they would be lucky to have 10 wins right now. So they're doing OK.
4: Well, I just keep having Russell Westbrook shoot, I think. You need more of him shooting from the outside, especially in the fourth quarter of a close game. All right, anyway. What's still wrong with your Clippers? Hey, oh. All right, what's that? What is still wrong with the Clippers? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. That's, we don't even play that. No, we don't play that anymore. we moved well, on. Roberto that's, better play those drops still. That's David in Boston, and uh, he doesn't call the show anymore. Uh, Terry in England. Writes, and he says, Ben and Danny G, I hear some of the show's regular drops and catchphrases. Let's get into it, for example, being used by some podcast hosts. He says, It's clearly obvious that they listen to you. They use the same emphasis and pronunciation. Uh, he says, A pronunciation. Uh, do you hear others using them? Uh, that's from Terry in England. And uh, Terry, I don't, I try not to consume too much other stuff. Cause I want to do my own thing. And I know when I listen to other people, sometimes I'll end up kind of cherry picking things. And I, uh, I want to make this as uh, unique as it can be. And so when I, uh, when I listen to more other, you know, other shows and whatnot, I end up uh, e- either intentionally, I, it's not really intentionally, It's like unintentionally, you know, you hear something, so well, maybe that'll work. And then I try not to do that, but I have been told by, my listeners terry that there are a number of people that do this that apparently like the show i i do know from friends of mine that i've made that we were pretty popular with a lot of east coast morning shows that a lot of the morning guys who are getting ready prepping for their show will listen to our show and i am uh, i've heard that a few hours later you'll hear something that we did repackaged uh, but you know hey that's fine you know, it's uh, isn't that the highest form of flattery, Danny, the highest. Form, it's
3: uh, supposed to be. I would say the highest form of flattery is when you get paid a commission because yes. someone's using your idea.
4: Yeah, that that part I don't like that part. I do not like that. They make a lot more money doing a morning drive show than I do doing an overnight show. And they're doing uh, material that we we did that. That bothers me a little bit. I want to spin. you know what I want to when I hear that, I want to sing the spider pig song is what I want to do. Spider pig. Spider
0: Pig does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, we can't. He's a pig. Look out. He is a spider pig.
4: <laughs> Any reason to play that, Danny. I oh. I, I love it. I, I mean, can't get enough of it. it
3: makes everything better.
4: You can't help but not smile when you hear Homer Simpson doing the spider pig.
3: Speaking of malar catchphrases and drops. Something you can't hear, Ben, because it's done during my post-production. Yeah. So here and there, I've been able to sprinkle in some classic Mallard drops.
4: Like old school. like Old we're going school. Back and All right. That's yep. good. I got turned on, and it scared me. I like it. All right. Uh, who's next? Uh, this is actual mail from actual listeners. You've got mail. Dave. Uh, listener Dave writes in. He says, hey, Ben, and... Uh, Danny G, do you ever notice the NFL cheerleaders? If you do, is there a favorite group of NFL cheerleaders? Do you think cheerleaders will go away with the Me Too movement? Or will something else kill the practice? Uh, Seems really weird to me when they become visible on the TV broadcast, which is so rare now. Uh, That is from Dave in Parts Unknown. So, as far as the whole Me Too movement, I think what they've done, rather than get rid of cheerleaders, is they've just added dudes. That uh, awesome. number of uh, teams have added men. Uh, there are male, male cheers, uh, uh, the Rams, several other teams. There's uh, other teams have, besides uh, your lambs? Yes, there are other teams that have male cheerleaders. The Rams are not the only one. Wow. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, NBA teams. Uh, I was watching – I was not watching the the uh, Lakers and the Sacramento Kings and the Sacramento Kings have like male male cheerleaders. I don't know that's uh... and some kings out there. <laughs> God I gotta I gotta tell you man. I don't
3: know Dan. I, uh... oh Ben when I was at SoFi for the Raider Rams preseason game uh Mike oh, yeah. Cinderoni and I we had the great I texted you a picture of it. We had the greatest time watching the Ram dancers just ram it because the <laughs> the couple of guys just looked out of place and some of the stuff they were doing was just embarrassing. I I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, I tuned away from it and then she was pointing it out more and more. So for her, it was entertaining, but like not in a good way. It was entertaining to her because she thought it was embarrassing for them.
4: Yeah, I, I've not. Well, I've actually been to Ram games. I, I guess I just was eating free food at that time. I didn't really pay attention to the- <laughs> That sounds exhibition. about right. Yeah, that's probably what I was up to. Uh, but I don't know, favorite group of NFL cheerleaders. I haven't really done a scouting report on uh, the, the, the cheerleaders. I know the Cowboys are the most famous. The Raiderettes are pretty famous also. Yeah, Raiderettes. Uh, but there's a number of teams that don't even have them in the NFL, right? Not everyone has uh, cheerleaders, so.
3: And I will say this, you know, and, and hey, the beauty is uh, skin deep. It matters more on the inside than it does on the outside, blah, blah, blah.
4: But You have, you have to put that qualifier. Yeah, I
3: really do. Um, with all due respect, a lot of the dancers, and I say dancers because they have to pass the dance phase, of the tryouts and so you do not get the hottest women because some of them have dancers bodies or they're just straight dancers so they're not really beauty queens a lot of them are dancers
4: yeah that's true in fact that's one of the flaws with the laker girls is they're more concerned about the dancing and the clippers usually had hotter cheerleaders than the lakers They can't dance, but they're better looking, Uh, you know, they don't dance as well, but they're, they're, you know, easier on the eyes for most people would say, but the the Lakers, it's a whole, yeah, they they have like, uh, you know, Like make up your mind. Do you want
3: to be a womanizer or do you want a great dance number?
4: Yeah. It's very confusing. It's like they're, uh, but they have like Broadway level dancers, you know, that uh, they come out here and they make no money. Those cheerleaders, they make total shit
3: money. Pay them some more money, please. And I think that has started a little bit after what happened with the Redskins and some of the other NFL cheerleading squads, where the, you know, all those stories came out about how underpaid and uh, womanized some of them had been. They deserve to get paid properly.
4: Yeah, and uh, you need the the front office to say, "My money." Yes, right there. My money, right there. uh, but I, I think cheerleaders will survive because they've added men, as I said, but I would, you know, the, the way it was going, Danny, with everything going crazy and all the woke karate and all that, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, that, that one, that one that way. There's another list that came out of, of words that we shouldn't say, like grandfathered. You're not supposed to say grandfathered. It's so stupid. That's dumb. Oh, Just leave it alone. All right, uh, next up here, who do we have here? We have actual mail from actual listeners to the show. I got mail. Yay! I I got mail. Yay! Uh, Jennifer in Richmond, Virginia. Our friend Jennifer says, hi, Ben and Danny. A question for you both in the kitchen. Have you ever struggled with a box of plastic wrap or foil as you're trying to tear off a piece, and it's it's just not unrolling the way it should, and everything gets all caught up, and the whole thing becomes a frustrated, cuss-worthy jumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer says, uh, "This happens to me a lot, uh, guys. You may already be smart on this, but I just found out that there's a thing for that. The box has built tabs." To simply press in on both sides of the roll, and voila, it holds the damn thing in place. Amazing. Yeah, I've had a lot of issues with aluminum foil and the plastic wrap over the years. And I don't feel like a grown up. I feel like a child when I'm using that. You know, I don't, I feel like I'm, it's just a little off. Everything's a little wonky. You know what I'm saying? I gotta look for. That. I'm gonna look for that Jennifer. She got a picture here. So next time I use the aluminum foil or the plastic wrap, I'm gonna look for those little tabs.
3: Yeah, and uh, shouts out to my girl for solving the aluminum foil problem, because in her drawer where she has that stuff, there is foil that they sell now that come in individual squares. Yeah. So go that route for the foil. Yeah, that plastic wrap. That's a good tip because I hate using that crap. For that reason, it's very frustrating my answer to that is just stay out of the kitchen.
4: <laughs> there you go. Just avoid it altogether. Uh, Jennifer has a second question. She said this is for me, Ben, uh, you would be an excellent character on curb. Well I, Thank you. Of course. Curb your enthusiasm. Uh, your brother-in-law needs to get you on set. Yeah. Hook it up. Yeah. She uh, says if a spot was offered to you by Larry David himself, would you do it? Of course. Are you kidding me? I love that show. I think that's going to be happening anytime soon, but I would love to just be an extra, be in the background. You know what I'd also like to, and I've said this for years, I would love the scene, you know, the scenes in movies where they have like the the clock radio to kind of set the time and the date and all that. I would love for my voice, the show to be on there, you know, 27 minutes past the hour. It's the, You know, it's the, uh, what is it? The 16th day, 17th day of uh, January or whatever. And do that whole thing. Um, When I was in Boston, when I was doing stuff for for EI, their morning show, which is no longer on there, uh, Dennis and Callahan, they got to do that in a couple of movies, at least one. How cool is that? That'd be awesome.
3: Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, that's a good point too, because, when we were kids, we would grow up seeing LA fixtures on our TV screens, like news guys.
4: Yes. Yes.
3: Sports guys guys too. Our sports anchors would be on movies and we'd be like, Hey, that's our
4: sports guy. Yeah. Remember there was an anchor, Jerry Dumphy. Yes. He was on a bunch of movies and he actually is the model for Kent Brockman, the news guy on the Simpsons. (laughs) <laughs> they modeled that. The writers of The Simpsons modeled that after an old LA sportscaster. Well, remember, his catchphrase was from the deserts of the sea to all of Southern California. That's right. Yeah. That was his, uh, his famous line uh, back in the day. When you
1: drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
5: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: Uh, let's see who is next here. All right, come back. Pay attention. It's time for mail call. All right, Vols fan Jimmy from Fayetteville, Tennessee, says: For both you guys, uh, Ben and Danny G, did you buy your first car, or was it given to you by your parents? And what kind was it? Uh, ben, I'm glad you're okay. Well, thank you. Uh, we get asked this question a lot, so. My first car was a handy down. It was my grandfather's car. So when he uh, unfortunately uh, checked out and uh, that was it lights out, uh, I got the car. It was a Volari, a Brown Volari, and it had really comfortable seats and it had the smell of my grandfather. And so I kind of liked you know, I was a fan of the grandfather. And so, you know, how cars kind of pick up the smell uh, after time. And, and so and I'm not saying it wasn't, it wasn't, it was like his, his cologne that he wore. Okay. And it smelled like, I don't mean it's body odor. It smelled like his cologne. And I, I, I bet you if I drove a Volari now, I think what a piece of shit, you know, what a absolute clunker, but that first car it doesn't to me. It doesn't matter what you get. It's it's oh, it's great, you know, because it's freedom, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's like that today with kids, but back in the old days, man.
3: It was- oh, that that feeling of driving my first car to one of my first radio stations to do a weekend shift, and I didn't even have my driver's license yet. <laughs> I was
4: just yeah getting
3: yeah. myself from point A to point B to earn some money for that to pay that car off. I bought a used. 1992 mitsubishi eclipse
4: that was your first car huh
3: first car uh the car wasn't much to look at but i put a really nice sound system inside of it i was bumping dr dre on my way into work and that it it got to the point where the sound system was worth more than the car (laughs) (laughs) but good good memories with that mitsubishi
4: yeah i bought my first well my first car was uh, my grandfather's car but i the infomercial i always loved infomercials and they had this infomercial for this wax that you could put on your car and light it on fire and the car wouldn't be damaged and i was so taken <laughs> aback but i thought this was the most amazing thing i bought the product uh off the infomercial and they, you know they was like but wait there's more and they give you like a chamois and they give you like an extra bottle of the crap and you know, that I, I bought it and I put it on the car and I thought it was so cool, you know, and I was like, maybe I'll light it on fire. And I you know, couldn't quite figure out how to do that. And, uh, but I do, do remember that, but I think that's the last thing I bought from an infomercial. I do love going to like Walmart or Target. You know, they have the as seen on TV section. And yeah. I always, oh, yeah. I always, my wife, I, we go shopping and she, she always loses me at that section because I'm always fascinated because I've read books about, infomercials over the years and it's just the stuff they choose to make. And, you know, some of those things are really good products that actually can help you out, but it's, it's just crazy. Like the, the mass marketing and what gets, you know, why they select certain products and what they don't select. And
3: when I worked at Westwood one back in the day, one of our on air hosts, he was on TV doing an infomercial for some cheesy exercise equipment. It was kind okay. of an embarrassing looking product. And so co-workers would give him a hard time and make fun of him. He, yeah. came, he came in one week with his check and it was a check for $12,500. And he was showing it to all of the people that were making fun of him. And they well, were of like, course, yeah. yeah, they were like, oh, okay, you win, you, you win.
4: And he was getting
3: checks like that often.
4: Well, some of those old infomercials, they, they've done documentaries about the the, the guy on the boat, the, uh, the the Asian guy on the boat with all the beautiful women in bikinis, you know. And you can live this life, too. And, you know, it's just total bullshit. But it's, uh, it's hilarious. Cliff from Nashville, Tennessee writes, and he says, Ben and Danny G, have either of you tried Nashville hot chicken? Uh, I have not. I, I like spicy, but my limit on the scale of spicy from like one to 10 is depending on how spicy it is like a four. Uh, But that's, that's about the limit. What about you, Danny? I like mild
3: because I love the taste of things that are really spicy, but I hate, I hate the after effects.
4: Oh yeah. Well, your, your eyes start watering up and the four alarm fire in the bathroom. Yeah, when it comes out, the uh, the other song, the, the other side there. It, yeah. uh, whoa. <laughs> what,
3: not, what happened there? Not it's, a fan uh, of of that part of it, but I did have chicken while I was in Nashville visiting a couple of years ago. It was really good. Um, And my friend JC brought me to a local spot to eat in Nashville. The cornbread, the sides, the collard greens, delicious food there.
4: Yeah, I think I would like the food in Nashville. Uh, I've, I've not been uh, to Nashville, but I would like the food there. Uh, did you see Arby's? You know, these chicken the chicken wars are still going on. So I guess Arby's this week, they debuted a new chicken sandwich. They claim it's so hot, Danny, that they give you a free milkshake to wash <laughs> it down with. That's their marketing gimmick. They give you a free Free milkshake. Uh, and I love a, a chicken sandwich. I, I have made for the last couple of years a rip-off recipe at home of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. It's great. Tastes amazing. It's not actually that hard to, to make. And you'd be amazed how little chicken is actually in a chicken sandwich. Like, I, I will get, like, you You go to the, the grocery store, you can get, like, chicken strips. I get, I get chicken strips, and I, I take a, a hammer, and I pound the chicken down to make it flat. And one chicken strip, which is nothing, can be an entire chicken sandwich because you put all the breading on it and all that, and it fattens it up. And so these, these, the markup on the chicken sandwich, considering how little chicken's actually in the sandwich, they're making a killing on those things. No wonder we're having chicken wars. Have you or anyone we
3: know ever eaten at a real Arby's? Oh, I, I use, no, I've eaten at Arby's. You have okay, because yes. I I don't think I've eaten at an Arby's in 30 years. I sometimes well, I haven't, I haven't eaten in a while. Storefront
4: while. I laundering I used to, money in there. I used to live in Hollywood and there was like an original Arby's. They had the old the big Arby's sign. Okay. Back in my big eating days when I was single and just went for it, you know, didn't fast just eat whatever and i'd eat like three meals a day and they were giant meals uh and there was i think it's on did you go to town on those roast beef and milk yes yeah, the, sandwiches? The, the, it's which is not actually i don't know what kind of meat it is but <laughs> but uh the big montana they had a big montana which is like a horse meat. Tound, yeah pound of uh that arby's meat and they had curly fries i'd get the curly fries but arby's would change their fries a lot. but i used to eat there i it was in my rotation and it was just down the street from Tommy's in Hollywood. So I knew where all, when I lived in Hollywood, I knew where all the fast food places were. And uh, yeah, I used to go to the Arby's and that whole street's a lot different. Now. But the, I think the Arby's is still there. I haven't, I haven't been down, I think it's pretty sure it's Hollywood Boulevard, but I've not been down there in a while. But they, you know, the property values have gone through the roof now. So
3: Yeah, I'm going to take that as a podcast challenge. I know there's one in Thousand Oaks, I think on the boulevard there. I'm going to have to try that because I have not eaten there in so many decades. I'm curious what it's like inside one of those places.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. Take photos. Uh, I don't even know where I live now in the North woods. I don't even know where an Arby's is uh, around here. I, I think they're all, they're all gone. Next one from Mark. Uh, the uh, next, you know, that's right. We've got to play, you know, there's a certain cadence to this and we don't do what we're supposed to do. Well, that's a problem. Uh, let's see here. That's right. Uh, This is from Mark in Jacksonville, Florida. He says, uh, hey, Ben, Danny G, uh, I saw this, and naturally, in uh, honor of Doc Mike, I had to share this with you. Yeah, several listeners, Danny, have sent me this story. It's a uh, drink-up anti-vaxxers, self-proclaimed head of vaccine police, says urine therapy (laughs) will cure COVID. (laughs) So this has been going around and uh, anyway,
3: uh, another story being sent into us saying a lady drank some sperm concoction to keep herself COVID safe.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, called pornography. I think is uh, (laughs) what that usually uh, they call that. Uh, Anyway, uh, he says, love the fifth hour podcast. Great move with Danny G on board as your uh, regular guy, your sidekick there. You guys are great, and I also regularly listen to the show just about every day via the podcast. I have done so for the last couple of years, especially since we no longer get Fox Sports Radio over the air in Jacksonville anymore uh, since January 22nd of 2021, he said. Well, don't worry, Mark. We you know, the, the way syndicated radio works, we come and we go and we come back, and uh, so I'm sure we'll be back on in in Jacksonville, and plus we're on satellite radio there, and on the iHeart stream and all that. Uh, but he says, "Thank God for the podcast. Uh, my days would really be empty without them. I mean it." So uh, thank you, Danny, Eddie, Roberto, Coop, and the Maller Militia. He says, uh, "Thank you very much." Well, thank you, uh, Mark. Uh, appreciate you. Keep downloading the podcast. uh All right, last one. Lee and Phoenix. This is for you, Danny. Lee and Phoenix says he's the big cardinal. apologist. What is the real meaning of life, Danny? He wants a podcast to answer the real meaning of life.
3: Wow. The real meaning of life. Be authentic. Give back. Make God proud.
4: And don't be a turd. Don't be an asshole. I think that's (laughs) really the way. Just be nice to people. If everyone's nice to everyone else, and I think most people are nice, you know, whether, you know, forget, take the politics out of it. If you, you know, people get so worked up with politics yeah And it's like you know you, you strip that away, people are people, and you can get along and just yeah. don't be rude, yeah, don't be rude, just yeah
3: leave a positive mark on this planet. You got to think about what people would say truthfully at your funeral for a eulogy, not yeah. not the fake stuff where they're sugarcoating how much of an <laughs> asshole you really were, but like some honest opinions about you.
4: yeah. Now, that's it. I'll be back in the magic radio box recapping wild card weekend, which is not even going to be over, Danny. we will have the Rams and Cardinals on Monday night. Uh, so the first Monday night wild card game, but uh, we will talk about everything, the good, the bad, the ugly from um, yeah. wild card weekend in the NFL. Anything to promote Danny, any uh, comedy gigs coming up, anything you want to promote?
3: Well, first, you know how sad I am about my Raiders, but what they went through, very proud of the entire organization that's right, um, uh, very emotional yes, nobody had them making the playoffs, and they brought it down to the very last play of that game, but yeah, good luck to your Rams, and I hope the male dancers have a top notch performance
4: yeah, well, remember as as we learn, and this was a guest on the podcast playoffs yeah. Playoffs. That's right. We're talking about playoffs, playoffs. not. A, that's right, Coach Moore. It's playoffs. They're never boring. Boring. No, they're not. Boring. Sometimes they are. Patriots. Yeah, sometimes they are. But that's just the way that he goes. Anyway, listen. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Tell a friend. I'm on Cameo. If you want a personal video message on Cameo, it's not free, but it's not that expensive. Cameo.com. Search my name, Ben Maller, and have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. And we will catch you
2: Call 800 333 4 for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10 year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5 year 60,000 mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying. A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen.